San Diego's talk radio leader, 760 KFMB presents It's Your Money and Your Life. For the next hour, Richard Musio and Joe Vecchio will educate and inform you on matters related to your financial future, your life, and your leisure. Now, with It's Your Money and Your Life, here are Richard and Joe. All right, good evening, everybody. My name is Joe Vecchio, your co-host, announcer, and producer, coming to you from KFMB Studios with 50,000 watts of power. We're heard not just in San Diego County, but Orange County, L.A. County, up the coast of Seattle on a good night, down to Cabo, out to the desert. And if you go on am760.kfmb.com, uh, you can hear us there. And there's an app for 760KFMB. You can hear us on your smartphone if you download that. And all these podcasts are commercial-free on iymoney.com. Now time to introduce the main man of the hour. He's a CPA extraordinary. He's an accomplished marathon runner. He's a best-selling author and lecturer. He's a philanthropist and a family office expert advising several high net worth families. His name is Richard Musio. Richard, how are you tonight? Doing great. Had a great time <laughs> limping over here to the studio. <laughs> well, I know that uh, you how, well, it was America's finest city, half marathon. No, I, the AFC stands for America's fiery city because it was roasting out there. Yes. Uh, anyway, I know this has to be like the 35th year or something. How 30, it was the 38th year. 38th and year. Our producer, Justin Hart, finished it too. Yes. So yes, tell me how many people were, uh, it was like a mass unit down at the finish line, right? How many hundreds of people were scattered? Uh, oh, it was, it was It was a mess. I mean, it was just way too hot. <laughs> It, it, uh, about a thousand people who signed up didn't finish. That half of those were oh. probably smart and didn't start. Really, the big so race. High. How many entered that thing? Well, six thousand enter, and they had a little over five thousand finishers. Oh my gosh! Yeah. But it was my best finish ever against the crowd, number 574. Yeah, that's con great. Congratulations. Yeah. I, I took it easy down the hill so I could run hard and the rest was, of the way. And I know, Justin, how many mar half is that, half, uh, marathons is that for you? It's like... Um, uh, I think nine, nine or ten. Oh, really? Okay. It was my 75th. Oh, my. Got a ways to go. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Anyway, well, congratulations on that, and to everyone who did happen to finish. I know it's, it's a long hill at the end there that uh, people don't anticipate. So, and I just wanted to thank Jim Steig, who gave us, uh, who was a great guest last week, and uh, I forgot to thank him on the, during the show for the excellent event that uh, actually I helped organize in, in September of '09 for the 50th anniversary of the Chargers, where they had 14 showtimes for the history of the Chargers film at the Ultra Star Hazard Center. They had the Chargers band there, the Charger cheerleaders. It was like a Hollywood opening, the red carpet and the light. I mean, it was magnificent. About 33,000, 3,500 people. And um, the big theater was filled with uh, a lot of Charger legends, including Paul Lowe. Do you know who he is, Richard? Yeah, he's a great running back. He, he and Keith he, Lincoln. He scored the very first touchdown for the Los Angeles Chargers in 19. So he said he, he caught in the end zone and ran back for a touchdown. The first uh, the opening kickoff, which is oh, unbelievable. Wow. unbelievable. But anyway, they all had all kinds of legendary people there. Hank Power, Bill Walton even showed up. It was great. So I want to thank Jim. It was really great working with him and his organization to plan that. And, and uh, they had a lot of great things for the 50th anniversary. But anyway, uh, we have with us on the line though a, a pretty important person uh, in his own right, and he's the founder of Ugg Boots. You've probably heard of them, but uh, you may not have heard of the founder, and, but now you will. His name is uh, Brian Smith. Brian, how are you? Thanks. How are you doing? Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. So, But um, we're, we have you on the line because I know there's an event coming up that you're going to be speaking that where we can invite the public to, but uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about y y your history? I know you're from Australia, and uh, I don't even know how you came up with the name Ugg for the boots, so maybe you could tell us a little bit about that. <laughs> Yeah, nobody knows who invented that name. It's really quite funny. 
there's a few people in Australia claim that they did, but it's, it's always been around Australia as a sort of a description of these boots. And when I came to America in the early 80s, I was an accountant, you know, hating accounting and looking for a business I could bring back to Australia. Uh-huh. I thought all the big trends were coming out of California, so I came here and after a few months realized that, you know, oh my God, there's no sheepskin boots in America. <laughs> and so I started importing some samples and uh, going around to the various shoe stores and trying to sell them. And, and at that time, because I knew nobody else had ever done it in America, I registered the brand UGG and it stuck. And that's, you know, here we are 30 years later. So and you came to the U.S. for what reason? Were you surfing or having fun or was it business? I, I did. I surfed nearly every day at Malibu, but I was really looking for a business I could take back to Australia because I noticed all the trends were coming out of California, mm-hmm. like Levi jeans and mm-hmm. waterbeds and surf brands and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I thought my future was America, uh, or was Australia, uh-huh. but it turned out to be my future was America. Hmm. Well, you went to UCLA um, uh, School of Management, right? Didn't you go there? Yeah, I did that for a couple of semesters. Mm-hmm. Just loved it. I. I found I was a natural marketer, and that's really the reason the UGG brand became so big. So where'd you? So the the fleece line boots were already popular in Australia. You're saying, and then you brought the concept. Yeah, to- like one in two, one in two people had a pair, and, and I used to wear them to high school. So I I just couldn't believe that there were none in America. Oh, gosh. I thought I'd be an instant. I think they'd be great millionaire, in, but you know how long that takes. They'd be great in Minnesota. You must have sold them in a lot of cold weather states too, right? <laughs> Well, believe it or not, they they wouldn't accept them because they have rubber and, you know, sorrels and and, and mud and slush. And the shoe stores in California wouldn't buy them because they thought we were crazy showing sheepskin. But Mm -hmm. all the surfers in California who had been down to Australia, you know, on their surf trips, Mm -hmm. they all bought three or four pairs of these boots back for their buddies. Uh So within the surfing market, they were really well known. And so we, by default, we had to start selling it you know the whole business started out of the surf market fantastic well then uh, then you uh, sold the company for uh, several million and then uh, you became an author and a motivational speaker so uh, what yeah what was yeah. what was your um, imp- impetus for that or inspiration to do that well all the, all the way through the business you know I, I developed several themes because it was so like building a business is like um, having kids and so I came up with this theme that you can't give birth to adults and every <laughs> movement or every business starts out with conception and you know you think about it and then some action is taken which is the birth mm-hmm. and for me the birth was buying samples you know but then it goes into this horrible infancy and, and that's when you think the business is never going to work because you keep feeding it and there's no amount of shaking the cradle that can't get up and go to college mm-hmm. So uh, then, then it'll hit the, the toddling stage and the youth, and, and it grows that way. Hmm. And so because I had this theme in my mind, I thought, you know, there's so many entrepreneurs go into business, and they hit this infancy, and they all think they're failing. But it's a very, very valid and necessary part of the business growth. And so the book was designed to help entrepreneurs mm-hmm. in every level of their business, you know, whether they're starting out or they're $1 million or 3 or $5 million, you know, I've developed a, a whole series of, of, of stories ba- based upon all the, you know, the, the, the mistakes and everything I made at UGG, mm-hmm. and it turned out to be a sort of a blueprint for running a business for entrepreneurs. 
Outstanding. I know you're speaking in town next Thursday, and uh, anyone can go. I know there's a ticket price involved, but uh, it's out in Coronado, one of those beautiful homes that are, is for sale, Coronado Caves, for several million dollars. So it's in a beautiful setting yeah. with great food, some great uh, drinks, alcoholic and non-alcoholic. And um, yep. let's see, it's uh, lifeloungesd.com if people want more information, right? I believe that's yeah, it. It's, yeah, it's Cross Life Generation Lounge. Leadership Group. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's going to be fantastic. They're going to have, you know, Ferraris for test driving and a, and a 90-foot yacht pulled up at the dock out front. It's <laughs> going to be a spectacular <laughs> evening, and anybody's welcome. Yeah. And I'll be giving a keynote there, which is based on the book. It's about a 45-minute mm-hmm. keynote, and it's going to be a really, really good time. Yeah, our, our friend of the show, Tim Owens, runs Life Lounge. So right. LifeLoungeSD.com. Right. He's organizing the whole thing, so it, sh- it should be great. So it's Birth of the Brand, and what's the subtitle? 4,000, uh, is that it? Uh, is there a subtitle here? For- no, the, the, the subtitle is, is Launching Your Entrepreneurial Passion and Soul. There and if go. you can't make it down you know, on Thursday where I'll have books, Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go on Amazon.com, and it's the, the birth of a brand. There you and, go. Uh, it's a if you're in, if you're in business, it's a phenomenal book to help you out. Well, it's always great to get stories from uh, successful entrepreneurs because you're revealing uh, some of the mistakes you made, and you know if you had to do things over. So it's always good to to learn from others, uh, you know, who are willing to share their experience, right? Yeah. So that's important to know. That's the best part of a good book, yeah. yeah. Now, you're yeah. you're a San Diego County resident, correct? Do you live here most of I've the year? I've been here 30, 36 years, yeah. Wow. You're up in North County, right? Yeah. Uh, outstanding. Yeah. I Do you still serve? I started the business in Ocean Beach and then Pacific Beach, and now it's North County. Oh, Do you still surf, Brian, or not? You yeah, still? I still go surfing, yeah. <laughs> Where's your favorite spot? <laughs> Well, wherever right now it's Cardiff, but uh-huh. it used to be up anywhere from anywhere from uh, Terramar down to Del Mar is, okay. is my turf. So it just depends where the waves are good. I live across the street from Beacons in Lucadia, so I'm spoiled. Outstanding. Oh, cool. I used to surf that tons. Yeah, yeah, that's a great spot. Anyway, Brian, thanks for being our guest. LifeLoungeSD.com if you want to meet and see Brian and hear him speak on Thursday night. And we'll be right back with the rest of the show, so hang on. All right, we're back with more of It's Your Money Under Life. And now in studio, we have some more important guests for the remainder of the show. We have the president of Child Help USA, Marianne Chrissy, from Carlsbad. How are you, Marianne? I'm doing just fine today. How are you? That's great. Thank, excellent. Thank you. And also we have Loan Schillinger, attorney, correct? Correct. I said that right. Anyway, uh, they're from Child Help USA. And thanks to Paul Hines, one of our sponsors, who uh, helped arrange this show tonight. And he's in studio with us. Great well, to be here. Thank you. Hi, Paul. Thank you. We, we've, <laughs> got, we've got Matt Chrissy, and we have Mary Musio. Yeah, we've got a pretty full house tonight. So Guest in the, in the studio, too. So we brought some extra chairs in. We did. But anyway, uh, Mary Ann, uh, maybe you give us a little history of child help uh, before we get to Loan's uh, compelling and inspiring story. Um, what can you tell us about the organization from uh, its inception? Well, it has a very interesting history. In 1959, Sarah O'Meara and Yvonne Federson, two actresses who met on the Ozzy and Harriet show, were touring mm-hmm. Tokyo mm-hmm. and came across a, a group of orphans. The children were of mixed heritage and many fathered by American servicemen. 
and could find no shelter from an incoming typhoon. The two found a local woman to care for the children in her single room hut, and they had to and they but they had to call on servicemen and friends to expend expand the home and fund the children's livelihoods. Hmm. So how many there must have been what 100 200 who knows I mean, um, any, any idea how many? I think at the time it started with 7 or 8 mm-hmm. and then as they were in the um, the shelter mm-hmm. more got word of it mm-hmm. and more children started to come in. Yeah. And then it became overwhelming. So, so 1959, would this be the first um, organization that sort of focused on? Helping orphans? Th- helping orphans? I believe it was. And up to this day, I think it's the only organization that does everything. Mm-hmm. And I will go on further to explain that as we go on later yeah. in the show. Well, a lot of people lose sight of the fact that uh, when there's a military conflict, uh, orphans are a consequence of, in, in a lot of respects, not only from the, the native families and children who get separated from their families. It happened after World War II in Europe also, the Jewish kids and et cetera, um, and, and not to mention um, the, the, uh, you know, the pregnancies. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so it's it's a great thing that you're bringing, you're shedding light on that, and uh, I think we need to know more about that. We don't, we hardly ever hear about it, uh, right? Well, that's my my purpose, and I thank you all for inviting me to come and talk about child help because I think as a national organization, it doesn't get as much exposure mm-hmm. as it should. I mean, all of them. I mean, Barbara Sinatra has a, a center, and we've all heard of the Betty Ford Clinic. Uh huh. How many exactly. have heard of the Barbara Sinatra Center for Abused Children at Eisenhower Medical Center in, in uh, Palm Springs? Not that many people. Not there, but, that many. But um, anyway, yep. they're doing that kind of that, we that are. work. And then, you know, after, after um, they started this orphanage in Tokyo, um, their efforts uh, eventually created four orphanages for what they call throwaway children, mm. children of mixed races mm-hmm. that were... Their families actually disowned the children, Mm -hmm. and obviously the children did not come back to America. So these children Mm. were left to fend for themselves. Mm. And they started an organization organization called uh, International Orphans Inc. Inc., uh, Mm -hmm. uh, to expand the mission into ongoing humanitarian crisis in Vietnam. So let's back up, though. Um, the organization started in Japan, correct? Uh-huh. In Tokyo. In Tokyo. Um, did it get to the U.S. before it wound up in no, Vietnam? It, no, it didn't. Okay. Mm. And um, I'm going to let Luan explain a little about what happened when it, when it actually came to Vietnam. Mm. Okay. Well, we should talk to Luan now a little bit because her story is uh, really inspiring. It's really interesting, yeah. It's a miracle that she's with us tonight because, uh, well, tell us a story, Luan, uh, what happened with Operation Baby Lift in your case? Well, Operation Baby Lift was a um, military plan to evacuate the Amerasian children out of Vietnam right before the fall of Saigon. And I was one of them. I was born in a small town, Quan Tri, and that's right at the border. And I ended up in uh, Saigon at a, right before I left. I was on the first plane that mm-hmm. left. So you were um, about three and a half in 1975? I was three and a half, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, so the first plane that left Vietnam um, crashed, and I'm one of the survivors. And after that... Well, let's tell everybody how many did not survive, because it's miraculous that, uh, that you're here. I believe, the, from what I'm seeing, 138 people were killed, 78 among them were children, and... Um, 
by the final American flight out to over 2,000 infants had been evacuated. So you were one of those, right? Correct, correct. Wow. And the reason that, so we were on a, um, a cargo plane and the infants, the children that died were on the lower level on the mm. floor of the cargo plane. And so when they crashed, so as a survivor, and I talked to my other fellow adoptees that are part of Operation, we're part of Operation Baby Lift, we, we know that we have purpose mm. and that you know we are survivors and we have a lot of, we, we express a lot of gratitude and the connection between um, with my story and child help is because those ladies, uh, Sarah and Yvonne, actually played a pivotal role in Operation Baby Lift. And it's not often that you get to thank, meet, and thank somebody who played a role in, in saving your life. It's almost a blessing you were as young as you were as opposed to being 13 or 15. Do you remember much of the incident that when it happened, or was it just a big blur to you? Or I have absolutely no memory of, of what happened. I do know that... Um, my age at three and a half, I was actually able to be on the second level, mm. and that's Probably some right. of the reason why I survived. Yeah, I read most of the children who died were older, correct? No, no, no. The babies. Oh, were, the, I'm sorry. The babies. The, they're yeah, on the body. Most of the survivors mm, were yes. older, right? Yeah. Hmm. That's so. You, so at three and a half, you survived that crash, and then you stayed another uh, amount of time before you were evacuated. Right? A couple weeks, a couple. and two days before the fall mm. of Saigon. Um, I actually had an opportunity to meet the woman who sat and held me on the second plane out. And she, as she explained, I was the one that was hysterical because I had just survived a plane crash. And so mm. when the engine started and everything, mm. little Luan <laughs> needed some, some comforting. And Ice cream or something. <laughs> something, <laughs> right? And so I, you know, I've had the opportunity to meet wonderful women like her and give her a hug and thank her uh-huh. and also thank Sarah and Yvonne. It, these people, uh, we wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be here without them. The ultimate instrument. You know, we had we had George Takei on this show, and of course, his you know it's kind of ironic. His play is going to open on Broadway in about a week. It's his story of surviving the war as a child uh, here. You know, put in prison camps and yeah, the internment camps for the right. Japanese American talk citizens. about an abusive uh, you know time in his life. Uh, I think he was. Um, I think very young, seven from age like seven, seven or eight, eight seven yeah. to eleven, something like that. Yeah. Anyway, so, Luan, were you evacuated to the U.S. or where did you get evacuated to? To the U.S. Um, I had an adoptive family up in Northern California waiting for me. So, well, that's great. Now, how how was that all arranged? There was child did child help help with that or child help arranged all of these adoptions. It was about two thousand, right? I believe Children? so. Okay, yeah. I believe so. So after Operation Baby Lift, uh, the focus moved um, to the home front. Mm-hmm. And you had asked me before how child help ended up in the U.S. Mm-hmm. So at the request of Nancy Reagan, who at the time was the first lady of California, mm. um, she requested that the ladies now use their influence to address America's best kept secret, which was child abuse mm. and continues to be sure. a secret. Mm-hmm. Not very different from what you were talking about before. Well, those are the words, you know, elder abuse and child abuse, the, right. the silent uh, victims. That the don't... silent victims. Mm-hmm. In fact, um, there are numbers, people. I think what I would like to do is give you some statistics at this point on child abuse. Um, five children die every day from abuse and neglect. Mm-hmm. That, that is a lot, a lot of children um, happening. Every 10 seconds, a report of child abuse is made. Mm-hmm. 3.3 million reports of child abuse uh, have been made 
Um, in California, 70,000 children were impacted by child help between mm-hmm. 210 and 213. Nine million children have been impacted by child help and all the work that they do since its beginning in 1975. Uh, mm-hmm. So 75 was when it started in the U.S.? Uh, it was around that time. Okay. At 75, 78. And so, and 37% of the women in U.S. prisons were abused as children. 14% of men prisoners were also abused as mm-hmm. children. The cost of child abuse impact is $124 billion. So how do we put the brakes on or try to reverse that trend? Obviously, we have your organization and, I guess, more education awareness. and then. Well, uh, that's what I would like to get into is how Child Help does all this. Mm-hmm. Um, child Help, has, their solutions are similar to what I will tell you right now. Mm-hmm. Um, child Help uh, feels that uh, their goal let me go, go this way, mm-hmm. is to meet the physical, emotional, education, and spiritual needs of abused, neglected children and at-risk children. Mm-hmm. Uh, they focus, we focus our efforts on prevention, intervention, and treatment, mm-hmm. and community outreach. Reach, mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, so what are these programs that so we do? So you know what? We're going to have to take a break right now, so we'll have everyone standing by ready to hear these solutions. We'll come back with Marianne Chrissy and Loanne Schillinger with Child Help USA right after this. Hang on. All right, we're back with the second half of the award-winning Instrumony and Your Life. And this is the time where Richard thanks our sponsors. Big thank you to our sponsors, as always. Couldn't do it without them. UBS, Michael Caranta, and Drew Freitas. Thank you for the continued support. Our favorite CPAs on the planet, Jason Kruger CPA with Signature Analytics, the best CFO firm now on the West Coast since they have five offices. Also, Paul Polito and Don Epic CPAs with Polito Epic CPAs up in San Marcos. Carl Sheeler with Berkeley Research Group, helping business owners understand the risks that drive the values of their businesses and ways to reduce those risks and thus increase value. Also, Joel Gruskin with Cost Segregation Initiatives, helping real estate owners improve their cash flow. If you want to find ways to protect that improved cash flow, how about Brenda Geiger, Geiger Law Office, specializing in asset protection and estate planning. A great niche market bank, California Republic Bank, with Mr. Lane Elliott, working with family offices and high net worth families. Mars Maddox International, now known as Hub International, by far and away the best employee benefits firm on the planet. Neil Staley is going to be on the show, I think, next month talking about that. Mm-hmm. Always very exciting, given what's going on with healthcare reform. The LG Experience and the LG Group, helping wealth advisors make CPAs heroes to the CPAs very best clients. Yes, professional tennis coming back to Carlsbad during Thanksgiving week. We don't have enough to do with the Oceanside Turkey Trot, so the Carlsbad Classic all week Thanksgiving at the Park Hyatt AVR. Check out cldclassic.com. And sitting in studio with us tonight, Mr. Paul Hines, CEO of Hearthstone Private Wealth Management, also one of the key players at endfinancialabuse.org, helping to prevent elder abuse here in San Diego. And a big thank you to Courtney Lava with Popex Graphics for keeping track of all of these great sponsors where our listeners can find out what, Joe? 
Well, all they have to do is get over to iymoney.com and get their cursor over to the Sponsor tab. There's a drop-down menu, and they can click on any one or all of the sponsors and get their personal information, their contact information, anything they need to know. And I know they've been working with you for many, many years with great success, correct? In some cases, almost 30 years. (laughs) So that would be with great longevity and success. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, uh, let's get back back to this great uh, show. Child Help with Marianne Chrissy and Lauren Schoenzer. I have a question for a... Luan, it's 40th anniversary of the fall of Saigon, correct? Correct. So is is there a lot of activity or special events or reunions and such going on? Yes, actually there's a whole bunch of them. Right now um, up in San Francisco at the Presidio there's an exhibit and also they're planning a event in D.C. in November where all the adoptees that can make it will go and pay tribute and there'll be a it, um, exhibit as well, mm-hmm. um, but throughout the states and also in Australia and um, in London, I know mm. that there are events just remembering um, the war and those that fought, and also you know people left behind. Mm-hmm. So, have you stayed in touch with many of the um, other members of Operation Baby Lifter? Just a handful, or well. On Facebook, which is amazing. Uh, that's a start. <laughs> there the are about works? five um, groups, different groups. Oh, wow. And um, with DNA, there's a whole bunch of us that are doing the you know DNA research mm-hmm. to find our... Um, Trace our, and track our tra- everybody. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know a handful, actually I was just in Colorado at, it's called the Heritage Camp mm-hmm. for Vietnamese and Thai. Mm-hmm. And I spoke there and I met other adoptees and two of the the panelists actually found out that they were related. Wow. So it was just, it was pretty amazing. Yeah. And of course, you went on to become an attorney. So maybe you, uh, how did that, that educated in uh, Northern California or just give us your education? You you do estate planning, right? I do. I, um, you know, I was raised up in Northern California, Marin County, and I went to law school here in San Diego. Mm -hmm. And I went to law school for child advocacy. Mm, Okay. in undergrad, in Hawaii, the undergrad there, right mm-hmm. after, I uh, helped start a children's law center. Mm-hmm. And that inspired me to take the next step, which is to go to law school. And uh, though it doesn't sound like there's a connection with estate planning and child advocacy, there really is. Mm. Um, I feel like I'm helping families make to plan ahead mm-hmm. and to, to think about what's going to happen with their children, et cetera. And it's an empowering experience mm-hmm. um, in that aspect. I love my job. Mm. Outstanding. So I just want to let everyone know, you know, from a very difficult beginning, you've made a very great profession for yourself and you're helping people and that's inspiring. So and she has you. two beautiful children. <laughs> Thank you very much. Even better. Great. Great to know. So, Marianne, how many chapters of Child Help in the U.S.? And, there are 14 uh, chapters mm-hmm. of Child Help across the United States. And you've helped about, what, 9 million children over, or impacted 9 million children? Absolutely. Isn't since that something? Since inception. I'm, and there are so many other children out there that are abused and neglected. Actually, it's, it's very understated it's mm-hmm. underreported you never um, hear about it i mean uh, no you just don't hear about it you know it um, really it, it really needs to be brought to the forefront it so, really in, does. so in san diego you're based in uh, carlsbad your chapter if, our, our, well it's in san diego mm-hmm. it doesn't really have a home it's okay. wherever we are okay. we we completely volunteer our services well let's give this. the website right now if people want to get in touch with you or help in any way what would they do what they can do right now is um, there's a there's a couple of ways. Um, right now, you can go on Facebook, 
mm-hmm. and look at the Greater San Diego Chapter of Child Help, and okay. that will give you links to uh, ways to communicate with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will have a website up and going probably by the middle of September where you could actually access the website. And then if they go on childhelp.org, And if they go on right, ch- childhelp.org and they um, go how you can help and click on, uh, they could actually just go on childhelp.org and then find a click chapter. on chapters. Yeah, find, find a, a chapter. chapter. And, they, and all our information will come up yeah. there too. So, Marianne, what, what are some of the key resources that Child Help provides? Some of the some to, of the toll free numbers, homes, residences, services. One of the things that um, is very very important with child help, and it it has to do with intervention. Uh, one of one of the one of the pillars that they they work on they work on um, prevention, intervention, treatment, mm-hmm. and um, as far as an intervention, an in, interventional tool, we have a nationwide. 1-800-FOR-A-CHILD hotline, mm-hmm. which, which operates 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Hmm. So 1-800-FOR-A-CHILD. 1-800-FOR-A-CHILD. And what this does is it uh, lets people access um, if they think that there is a situation where a child is being abused or neglected, they can call this hotline and report it. You know, can I pipe in right there? Sure. Another amazing thing about Child Help is they have this one-stop shop. It's a place, it's a facility in which when a child has been picked up because of a call that they go, and in that facility there is the the social uh, services, there's the DA's office, there's the law enforcement, it's all together. And when you walk into this place, it's it's magical for the kid because it's just... It's like a playground kind of idea mm-hmm. where it takes the stress off the children and lets the professionals work around them. Mm. And it stops the whole having to take one kid to another, you know, to get examined and then mm-hmm. to the, the DA's office to be interviewed, mm-hmm. et cetera. And so that's an amazing thing about child help is that they created that. And they also have a child help of a van that travels as well. I haven't, it, it's in uh, Scottsdale. Yes, yeah, yes. I was going to ask, what, what do you yeah. do in rural areas? Like, Scott, I mean, you know, the northern Arizona desert, it's a very spread out place. So you, you have a van so that you can actually have on-site assistance? I don't think it has uh, actually been um, populated that far. So what okay. they do is they bring the children to the facility. But yeah. the, the bus that I'm talking about is it shows, it's, it's the way to show the public that mm-hmm. there's a one-stop okay. shop. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's gotcha. more of a... The advocacy centers are more centered in in the cities. Sure. Do you interact with any of the uh, social service agencies or government agencies uh, in any way to, to to help coordinate with them, or are you strictly uh, on the, your own? Or I think Child Help. At, I know Child Help interacts with the uh, local agencies. Mm-hmm. Uh, what happens when they go on to one eight hundred for a child? Mm-hmm. Somebody there is going to refer the case to somebody okay. that then knows where this child mm-hmm. should be or what they should do as far as uh, making sure that this child is safe. So you have foster and adoptive care uh, serve, uh, services, you have community centers, and I see you have this uh, Speak Up, Be Safe for athletes. Uh, we have it us? for athletes and we have it for educators. So we can tell, one tell one, of, the things, one mm-hmm. of the things about 
child abuse that you want to start is you want to see if you can prevent it from happening in the beginning. Hmm. And so there are two programs, the Speak Up, Be Safe for Educators and the Speak Up, Be Safe for Athletes. The Speak Up, Be Safe for Educators is a, a school-based child abuse prevention education program that teaches children about the many forms of abuse and what to do if they or anybody they know has ever been involved in an abusive situation. So you're in schools and then you educate the, the kids and the teachers and if they can help identify somebody at risk, they can contact. Actually, actually what happens is it's a whole educational program that's been put together by Child Help. Hmm. And um, the way that it gets into the schools is that uh, Child Help will go in and do a presentation to the school board, to the PTA, okay. saying, Everything that we're saying here about mm -hmm. child abuse. Mm -hmm. And teachers are, are identified or lecturers to teach the program. They are taught how to do how to um, teach the program to the children. Mm -hmm. And through that, these children get educated. Mm. But it's not something um, that you, you can just go in and do. It has to be advocated through yeah. the school system. That's a difficult thing. I mean, I can imagine a kid in the third grade or whatever, and uh, he or she is sitting there saying, well, this is happening to me. Okay. Now what do I do? And, of course, there's the, the peer pressure and everything else. That's so. exactly right. So, and and there's so, huge peer pressure with athletes. Yeah. And you know, it's the, the athletic program, as you can imagine, is the same type of a program. Mm -hmm. well, let's hold that thought right now. We're going to take a little break right now. We're going to come right back with the last uh, half of the last quarter of It's Your Be a quarter, right? Joe. Right? It's like a football game. And you're the accountant, so very yeah, good, exactly. Richard. All right, we'll be right back after this. Hang on. All right, we're riding into the home stretch. That's for Paul Hines. Yeah. That's Tommy Tedesco on guitar for the Bonanza The Wrecking team. Crew. And uh, Paul was telling me that the uh, the set where the Ponderosa was, where they shot that's in Lake Tahoe. That's up in Lake Tahoe. It's still, still up there still and there? still having tours daily. So if you want All to right. hear, Cartwright. you can probably go up there and hear that song some more and, uh, and ride around. You probably hear it ranch. ad nauseum up there. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, Marianne has some... Oh, real quick, Luana, everybody's been able to shout out their contact information, but we forgot you. My apologies. How do people find you? Uh, Schillinger Law. Luan Schillinger at Schillinger Law. My um, phone number is 619-576-5719, and you can get a hold of me there. And Thanks. that's S-H, no C. No. S-H-I-L-L-I-N-G-E-R. Thank okay. you. Okay. Cool. Uh, Marianne, you had some special events, and, and they can find these on, on Facebook if they search uh, Child Help San Diego. But you want to tell us about what's going on at the University Club? Yes, we, we do have a couple of exciting um, events that we are involved with now. One of them is uh, the University Club has very kindly included us um, in their um, their quest to help nonprofits. Uh, what they've done for us is they have waived their $1,000 fee to initiate their initiation fee to join the University Club. Hmm. And through a $500 donation to Child Help, Greater San Diego uh, Chapter of Child Help, um, they can be a part of the University Club. Now that's a good deal. Hmm. And the University Club um, is actually a professional and 
um, I guess it's not a social club, but it's a professional and and philanthropic, philanthropic, but it's also a club where you can take your friends and you can actually... Well, I'll call that That's social. Gorgeous. That sounds social to me. <laughs> We've been members for it's, a long time. It's actually it's actually a, a win-win for everybody. 34th right. floor, Symphony Tower. Yeah, that's Camp better, that's better than social media. This and, of course, it did a huge, huge rehab, construction rehab, about three, four years ago. So it's a really, really cool so place. So we, we ask people if they would like to be a part of the university club, you can go on the university club website and learn all about it. And hmm. then you can go on the Child Help Facebook website and learn about how you may be able to join without having a $1,000 initiation fee. Hmm. And so that's a good deal. That's a great deal. So search that on your favorite uh, search engine. <laughs> we keep saying Google, but we shouldn't. Bing, Google. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the real, duck, the, real, duck, go. the real event I want to talk about is the 29th annual holiday Fantasia event that we're holding on Saturday, November 21st. Mm-hmm. Kicking off Thanksgiving week. It's kicking it off. Get your holiday shopping done because what it is, it's at the Estancia La Jolla Hotel and Spa. Mm-hmm. Right next to the Salk Institute. Right, right. in La Jolla, California. Right. Beautiful, beautiful property. Mm-hmm. And what we have there is we have boutique shopping. It's during the day. It goes from 10 to 3. We're going to have a fashion show. We have a celebrity MC, Jen Lilly from Days of Our Lives, for all you people who watch mm. soup, soap operas. Sounds lovely, true. lovely lady who is actually an advocate of child help. Mm. By the way, there are a lot of celebrity advocates of child help. Uh, if you go on know. the child help website. Um, Can you name you, a couple? That's great to know. Uh, Kathy Lou, Lee Gifford. Mm-hmm. Jack Scalia. Um, mm-hmm. John Stamos is a very, very big um, child help. Excellent advocate also a lot a lot of other people Mm -hmm. so what we're doing here is we're raising funds to support the programs and services of child help one thing i want to tell you about uh, the hotline this is not federal federally funded there are no major sponsors for this 24 hours uh, 24 hours seven day hotline which Mm -hmm. is so so important for letting children learn about um or letting people learn about child abuse Mm -hmm. So this is why, uh, and it's five dollars a call to process. So every time they they get a, they get a call on the hotline, it costs child help five dollars, mm-hmm. and it's all funded through operations. Mm-hmm. That's and in the, the the child help the national organization. That's how it's funded. Mm-hmm. So that's why what we do is we we fundraise. That's what all these chapters do is mm-hmm. that we fundraise. So you have to support yourself in your own region. We have to support this. Another way that you can help us is if you would like to be a sponsor for our Fantasia. We would love. We're look, still looking for a title sponsor. Mm-hmm. Um, do sponsors get booths or what do they get? The sponsors what get the all sorts of perks. The, the title sponsor will get, um, obviously, the logo recognition mm-hmm. on everything we do. Um, we get um, company recognition in all the advertising we do. Um, meet and greet with our celebrity ambassador. We get a table for 10 at the event. 
and premium seating, which means you get right on the runway as far as Well, you the, ought to hit up the Legoland, SeaWorld, the <laughs> Zoo, Padres, Chargers, and And so you get you get a lot of low, you get a lot of uh, recognition mm-hmm. for all of that. So that that would be something if, if we're really still looking for an event sponsor. And Disney, if it's Fantasia, why not? Why not? <laughs> exactly. That's right. But you could also be a gold sponsor for 10,000 and it goes all the way down to an event special silver sponsor at a thousand dollars. And how, everyone, how many people are you expecting? We are expecting around a hundred and seventy-five people Good. to come. First year at Estancia, right? First year in Estancia, yes. Uh, and we're venue. we're happy to be working with them. Excited to be working with. It's a beautiful, beautiful property. Outstanding, outstanding. Luan, any anything compelling that you would like to tell us before we, we have, a, I guess, a minute or so left here? A couple yes, minutes. definitely. Mm-hmm. What I want to say is that um, all the money that goes to um, organizations like Child Help um, really do directly affect and help, and that I am a product of that. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's why I go out and I talk to people about Child Help is because I know you know, when you see those commercials that say a dollar a day or whatever, mm-hmm. it really, you are, you are changing lives. Mm-hmm. So the donations, your involvement, your volunteer work, um, come out and help, you know, participate in the child help events, et cetera. It, it's for a good cause. Mm-hmm. It's helping our children. Got to hit up all these churches, Joel Olstein and everybody. Come on out there. Let's go. Open up those bank accounts. <laughs> yeah, Joe, I, Joe um, I think right one. Joe, one other. I think Luan is probably the guest who's traveled furthest in her life to ever be on this show. That's quite possibly. When, when you consider the distance and the fact that it took two tries, um, it's quite possibly yeah. the truth. I think so. Do you get, do you get back to Vietnam uh, at all, or? I went back in 96, and okay. I will go um, next year. Mm-hmm. I mean, so a lot of Americans are going there. Uh, we're it's opening. a beautiful place, and the amazing thing about it is that when we went back, I went as a visitor, mm-hmm. and they said, welcome home. Mm-hmm. Wow. And we have to wrap it there. Uh, Paul Hines, thanks for coming in, too, yeah, buddy. Great to be let's here. Let's have more peace and cooperation out there. Thank you, Mary thanks, and Chrissy and, and Loanne Schillinger from Child Help. Mary, uh, uh, your wife, great to see her here. Musio, Musio. Matt, Marianne's husband, Matt, good to see him. Yes, and thanks to Eric Ubacava, our sound engineer, for making us sound terrific. And to Craig Blank, our account executive, uh, who does great work for us. And also to Dave Sniff, our programming genius. Next week, it's Steve Snyder, CEO of Fleet Science. You're going to tell Center. us how to become invisible. Yes, whatever. But anyway, you have a great week. Go Little League team from uh, Sweetwater. We hope uh, we have good news next week as well. So see you next time. iWayMoney.com for all these podcasts commercial free. Good night now.